But I like that. I like not not even like acknowledging the shit you hear in the background. <laughs> it's fine. Right? I don't think it's, it doesn't like take away from the show. It's fine. I think it makes so. us more human that actual human <clears throat> shit happens to us. So you know, if they don't like it, they can they can fucking suck it. Suck a dick. Yeah. Suck <laughs> like a big old one. All right, I'm gonna bring us in. <laughs> Are you recording? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining that being the opening of the episode. Suck a dick. Alright. I can't stop looking at this Blythe Meowsters picture. <laughs> <laughs> Who did that shit, man? Come on. Oh. Welcome to the Bitcoin Podcast. This show is intended for information purposes only, but we're not experts. We're just two guys within the Bitcoin community. Bitcoin is an experiment in the separation of money and state. You'll be surprised how many will support that. And adoption is the only thing that matters. Hey, welcome to the 24th episode so if you listen to every episode that we've ever made you have a full day's content that's what the 24th episode means i'm your first host marcello and i'm host number two d and Corey on number three yeah and don't look like it took me like a minute to realize what you were saying there. I was I was lost for a second. I was like, oh, a full day's content. I get it now. A full yeah. day. So you can Netflix binge our show now. That's true. <laughs> you could binge listen. Binge listen. Good. It'll take you a day. <laughs> yeah. well, maybe we should start that culture when it comes to podcasts. Binge listening. You yeah. can do things while you listen to podcasts. So you don't have to sit on your couch and feel lazy. I mean, I don't want to toot our horn. But I did listen to a few episodes last night of our later stuff while I was working, and I was laughing my ass off and getting learnt at the same time. So, yeah, yeah, I'm really impressed with us. I'm into it. And hopefully, if you're not part of the show, you'll be impressed by us too. Yeah, we know they are. We know we have at least three fans. I know that for a fact. Yeah, bet you won't give us some money. <laughs> yeah, donate to us a little bit, please. So we can, we shouldn't do that at the top of the show. We'll do that at the end of the show. Uh, Bitcoin's broken through three hundred, and the exchanges are all buzzing. We can talk fuck. about that. Fuck yeah, we could. Yeah, um, we could. It's only a matter yeah. of time, but I'm happy that it happened. Corey, I'm tagging you in first on this one. Go for it. Get in there. Yeah, it's a matter of time. And we had like slow, steady growth since the the drop, this minor drop from the. Bitfinex having a, a fluke. But, I mean, everyone likes round numbers. 300 is a round number. It seems good. But it, it, it's no different than what's been happening for the past couple months. You know, it could probably continue to happen. I agree. So, uh, Dimitri, as, <laughs> as a person that's in the math and you love charts, yes, how do you... How do you view this? Because people think it might just be a blow-off top. Where if you're if you're analyzing the charts this past week, it indicates a rapid increase in price and trading volume, followed by a steep and rapid drop in price and volume. Is that the next step? Do you just do you see this like increasing the three twenty five, three thirty five, three fifty? Or I mean, you're the expert here, so <laughs> expert. Awesome. When did I get that title? I love it. We gave it to you. Um, Your Bitcoin podcast certified professional chart reader. Um, well, I think um, I spent a good amount of time in Bitcoin markets. Um, that's Reddit Bitcoin markets. A lot of the humdrum around there is that 318 is a super duper hard resistance. And if the price can break that, then the sky is the limit. Um, so what, what's the indicator, though, for like... Uh, Signs of more strength before divergencies become noticeable. Um, well, there's a ton of strength right now because the volume is high. And if you take a look at the one-week chart of Bitcoin Wisdom, the volume right now is at levels it hasn't really been at since right before the goxification of Bitcoin. And so what you're actually looking at, what I feel that I'm looking at, is either new buyers or just rapid influx of capital. Um 
that's genuinely new capital and new buyers. Are these um, people using Bitcoin or are they holding Bitcoin? Well, it's probably a little bit of both. The transactions are, are going up, and that's that's a constant. Are they? That's yeah, good. Transactions have been going up all year. Um, I think that's due to a lot of things that the Bitcoin community may still be in the dark on, like different companies using the blockchain to, to try out different things. Like We know that's kind of going on now, but they don't really... You know they're not upfront about it until way down the line. So I think the price is going up because one, it needs to to sustain the amount of mining that's going on, and the volume is just bananas, man. Every everybody's volume is going up. Gemini's volume has gone up steadily. Um, Vincent's volume is up. OK Coins volume is up, and I really see the price to keep going up for a little while. So, if it breaks 318, apparently it's going to be on and popping like a like a rap video. I think so, it will. I think it'll break it in less than a month. I really hope it does. Um, because the thing is, like, you know, chicken and egg. I hate that I have to use that stupid metaphor. Because obviously the egg came first. But I'm kidding. Nobody knows that. But why would you create? Why would you create the egg first? Me? <laughs> why would I create the egg first? Yeah. Why would you? Why wouldn't you create the thing that lays the the spawn instead of creating the spawn casing for the thing inside of it? Well, and then, the thing and then there's from? then there's nothing to sit on it to hatch it. Warm earth. <laughs> Could, we just call like, it evolution, like turtles do. Turtles lay those eggs up in the warmness, and then they birth. But then something had to lay the egg. Hmm. What if the egg was just a natural evolution of a little cell? Hey, there's an idea. And then it grew a hard shell so it could survive. I can get behind that. And then the egg became a chicken, and the Earth was like, "Oh shit! Now we got chickens." <laughs> That's how species are born. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, That's terrible. The way this metaphor it's clear works. you understand evolution quite well. <laughs> oh, I got evolution down pat. Adaptation. Uh, clearly, baby. I can see that. I I almost wrote the book. Adaptation. <laughs> um, it goes chicken Sega Dreamcast Bitcoin. That's that evolution. Right. That sounds about right. Yep. That's Speak how it works. Dreamcast. Dude, Dreamcast was the business, man. No. Oh my god, Cello. Do we need to learn this guy right now? On how I'd awesome love to, but I don't know. I don't want to eat up time on this podcast with Evolution and Sega Dreamcast talk. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there is one important topic I'd like to bring up that someone beat me to the Blythe Masters parody account. Really? So, yeah, there's an account called Blythe Meowsters. <laughs> and it's a cat that... that uh, <laughs> talks about uh, stuff that Blythe talks about. Really? She's, she's a cat. Yeah. I don't know meowsters. why I find that so funny. Meowsters. Yeah, so like she's just sitting on a chair and it says like hello there. Oh my god. Is it Our, any good? The next tweet just says treats and then uh, the next one just says yo. But Those are terrible. Make Bluth misters. Yeah. But Sorry, some, I'm looking some, up Blythe. We're going to overshadow them immediately. I can't believe someone beat me to it, though. Were you disheartened? Did you just like sit there and like <laughs> someone took your ball and went away? Well, it's, it? a, it's a pretty specific thought. <laughs> it's yeah. pretty. It is pretty specific. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's specific enough to think we were the first to come up with it. Yeah. Did you see that cat though? It's pretty. It's funny. so funny looking. <laughs> oh, diesel. Maybe maybe we can't be Bluth Misters. No, we're doing Bluth Misters. It's a lot more funny than Blythe Meowsters. <laughs> Clearly, because you can't say the name without laughing. It should be. We should do a like partnership, or we're Bluth. Bluth Misters is the uh, owner of the Blythe Meowsters. That sounds fine. Cool. Duo. We should hit him up. Anyways, my metaphor, which we got away from like ten minutes ago, 
was that Bitcoin can't act as a currency until it has the capital to do so, but it can't get the capital because people are still kind of on the edge about it. So I think if 318 hits and we keep seeing growth in the price of Bitcoin, it's going to be what Corey has said time and time again, a self-fulfilling prophecy of Bitcoin eventually, you know, meandering its way into a global currency. Okay, why can't it be a currency without capital? That's a good question, Corey. And let me tell you why. Because it has to have a huge market cap in order for huge capital to go through it. For instance, say I am business A and you are business B. And I would like to do $3 billion of dollars worth of business with you, business B. We're huge conglomerations. That's how we do business. All stacks right. on stacks on stacks. I'm in now, with the current market cap, if I wanted to get $3 billion worth of Bitcoin from you, one, you wouldn't have it because the entire market cap is worth $4.4 billion. So you mean to tell me our one little transaction is worth 75% of the entire market cap of the Bitcoin uh, dollar? Bitcoin dollar. What the fuck am I doing? The entire market cap of Bitcoin? Okay, so put a qualifier on there it can't act as a big world worldwide currency until it has capital yes but even as a little tiny currency if you volume equals more on a lot when it comes to money the exchanges are doing well when they have more volume flowing through it ATMs i'd call it well i'd call it volume. the ability to stay stable um, volume if you have a large, large market cap, the things that move the market now won't be a drop in the bucket for a much, much larger market cap. So as pe- more and more people move large amounts of money, if you have a large, a large capital, then the price of Bitcoin won't fluctuate and people find that to be uh, appealing. appealing or safe. Or I mean, it's going to fluctuate because it's, it's a commodity. I mean, it's essentially it's used for many, many things, and currencies fluctuate as well. But the amount oh, in which yeah. it fluctuates it will be a little more deterministic. Yep. The metaphor that uh, what's his name, Captain McDonald's guy, made on that CNN special about Bitcoin was perfect. Like huge currencies today are like the giant freight boat, and if there's a wave, it's not going to move the boat very much. And Bitcoin's like a little itty bitty sailboat, tugboat. Tote boat, even tinier and powerful. Yeah, tiny but power. I like. See, thank you, man. It's good. It's like oh, tennis, and <laughs> tiny but powerful. And it, it, the waves move it a lot more. You know, so that's what the mark. Bitcoin needs a, a large market cap to to act more as a currency, in my opinion. But I, I am an expert. <laughs> <laughs> Newly qualified as of today? Um, I don't know, Marcello. What do you think the price is going to do? Uh, I, I have no clue, man. Do you even care anymore? That was an just... I'm not listening answer. No, I, I'm listening, but I mean, <laughs> how am I supposed to know, man? Nobody's you... supposed to know, but it's fun to make predictions, isn't it's it? It's been a, it's been at the two fifty for like so long that I hate to admit it, but I guess I kinda don't care until we get back up to like four, five, six hundred. That's fair. If things start happening like that, it's arguments are gonna get really strange for for people that still think Bitcoin is, you know, a piece of shit. They're gonna say like, Well it may be worth a lot, but it's still dumb. And it's like your argument now is just retarded. Like you just, oops, can I? I can't yeah. say that. Say whatever you want. I can say what I want. Shit. I mean, when it was at eight hundred to a thousand, I mean that's when I started paying attention. And I think there's a, a percentage of people out there that are going to be converted to Bitcoin when the price is so big they can't ignore it. Yeah, it's fun to talk about price. That's still that people will be converted to Bitcoin for investment. Or, it, but it, we've talked about this before, and that the 
I mean, personally, I'm I'm on the I'm on the board of the mass adoption isn't going to come through people coming to Bitcoin. It's going to come from Bitcoin going to going after people. Mm, I like that. And it's like they're going to be using Bitcoin without knowing they're using it because of how easy it makes a lot of things. To I really be done. like how you put that, Gore. Yeah. And so it, that's where the the masses are going to come from. It's not someone coming and trying to figure out how to sign on to, you know, Coinbase or buy mm. Bitcoin and use it. It's going to be them using applications that they find useful. And then it happens to be using Bitcoin to do those useful things. Mm-hmm. So you think Bitcoin wins the protocol of the money transfer? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's there's there's no brainer about that. It's it's a it's a superior technology to how things are done by far. And I think it's. I agree with Corey because it's like, you know, I don't think anyone who doesn't have a driver's license cares what Tesla's doing. I think first you have to get your driver's license, first you have to drive, and then you pay attention to like the groundbreaking technology in that space. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I but a lot of saying. people get drove. <laughs> yeah. That's Man, true. I just watched a show called Adam Ruins Everything about cars. Oof. I saw that Facebook status. Yeah, man, that show's good. It caught me off guard. I was like, what is this? That guy's hair is funny looking. And then I watched, started watching the show, and I was like, whoa, this is hella informative. The the, you could interview. be the most, like, you are a advertiser's dream. Uh, yeah, I am. Yeah, it's just, you just do, they're like, I don't know, give him some funny hair. Some people will like that, right? And Dee's like, yeah, I like that. Yep. <laughs> That guy's got funny looking hair. I'm put, watching put this. A, put a greatest movie of all time in the uh, trailer and uh, people will definitely come see it. Yeah, but the reason I go see it is because it's quoted by somebody. Like you see it there. It's not just like it. Like you see it, it says greatest movie ever by like yeah. movielovers.com. Like, yeah. like the, I remember looking at the reviews for like True Blood when it first oh. came out. And it was oh, like, yeah. Best show ever. Vampire Lover 67. <laughs> and Dee was like, we got to watch that show. <laughs> vampire Lover says that show about vampires is pretty good. And you know they know about vampires now. They love them. So. Yeah, a lot of films, they won't even put a, a quote back. They'll just say, like, this is the most exciting movie of the summer season. But there's like, who said that? I don't know. People but who that, made the movie. Yeah. But yeah. I'm the one guy that's like, I got to test this theory out. It could be the most exciting movie of the summer. And then I go see it and I'm like, yeah. man, that was a shitty movie. Huh. There goes my money. On to the next most exciting movie <laughs> of the season. Sometimes I have restraint. Like this new Vin Diesel movie looked like a big old bag of doo-doo. But it's Vin Diesel. You have to go. Yeah, you're right. I feel like That's if cool. you sat through Val Helsing... Then you should have to sit through this. I did sit through Van Helsing. Well, then you owe Vin Diesel your $8.50. Yep. That's true. And he is Vin. What sucks about Elijah Wood, though? He went from Lord of the Rings to not even being billed on the poster for Last Witch Hunter. Yeah, he, was on he, there? Looks, he looks really cracked out. Yeah. Uh, if you ask me, he's been downhill ever since Radio Flyer. No, he's great in Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Mind. Mm. Yeah. Oh, and um, Green Street Hooligans. That yep. was good. Also good. All right. Well, uh, on that note, let's transition to our interview. <laughs> That's a good segue. Yeah. Elijah Wood to interview. Uh, Corey, you what? tackled this one. This is your first solo, right? Yup. That was a good one. I enjoyed this one. Well, I'll give you the honor of introducing him and what it's all about. Oh, no. I don't want to do that. Okay. You should probably <laughs> do it, Cello. Okay. You're um, a Segway man. You're the Segway guy. You always do the Segway. Why are you putting this on us? I'm a Segway. <laughs> uh, we couldn't get Mike Tyson because we're not big enough. So we got the next best thing, his business partner. Who? Ho- hopefully we'll get Mike Tyson on here. But um, we got Peter Klemka. Uh-oh. We gotta get this right. Klemka. Klemka. Yeah, and this this guy is the mastermind behind all the Vegas Mike Tyson ATMs. And we've talked about it on the show pretty extensively. Uh, we poked fun at it, but in all honesty, I mean, 
It's not a bad idea. Not a bad idea, and we've been playing around with different celebrity endorsements uh, ourselves. And I don't I'm know. Right, might by have... the way, yeah, I think Corey, um, Corey was it. right. Yeah, nailed it. Corey, you're very like. I I picture you being the interviewer that would like just stonewall a politician or something like, just well, like you're hardcore. Yeah, you know, if somebody tried to like get something past you, you just ask them the question that makes the room go silent and everybody gasp like, oh shit, he asked him that shit? Absolutely. You know I, mean? I don't care. I don't, I don't care none. Didn't you ask Rick Perry about Australia? I did you? ask Rick Perry about Australia. But we were 17 years old, so <laughs> it was a, he came to visit our high school and he opened the floor for questions and I took that as an opportunity to embarrass the man. Or try to, but... And the principal took the opportunity to kick you out. They get kicked out. They they told you to leave. Nobody <laughs> told me to leave. Everybody thought it was an amazing question. Oh well, Rick Perry was probably like seething with anger every time he <laughs> looked in your direction. Though. Corey, would you like to hear the question? <laughs> yeah, this was the question that I asked the governor of Texas at the time. So, what about Australia? Well, what about it? It's That's what he country. said. That was his comeback. What do you mean, what about? And I was like, well, they have, like, really weird animals and stuff. <laughs> My God. <laughs> and, and, he, and, and that guy teaches high school math. He fired back, though. <laughs> like, he's such a good politician. He was like, well, you know, Australia, they're one of our favorite allies. They've got a vibrant, booming economy. They have. Yeah, that's what made it even more funny. Is like he tried to seriously answer that garbage. (laughs) It was just like, so? (laughs) My hand shot up so fast he had to oblige. I was like, oh, all me. This is my shot. This is important. (laughs) This is important information. Anyways, we should have. Yeah, so Peter Peter Klamka. Here it is. Go ahead and get started. First off, we always like to figure out, uh, how did you get introduced into Bitcoin? What made you really dig into uh, the protocol, make it a part of your life? I was actually involved in an education company that was dealing with uh, cross-border payments. It was an education company based in Africa. And at the time, the South African RAND was having all kinds of uh, currency fluctuations. And one of the ways that uh, uh, we looked at was Bitcoin. And then sort of at the same time, two uh, young kids came to me looking for basically a $10,000 seed stage investment in an exchange. So it was those two things that were literally on my desk on the same week that caused me to take notice of Bitcoin. And after some study and introduction and and, uh, trying it, uh, I decided that this was the future. I think that tends to be the the general case. It's once you start to dig into it, once you're introduced to it through some odd means, you you stick with it and it becomes all-encompassing in your life. It does. It does. So... Why Mike Tyson? What, uh, what, what sparked the idea to put his name on ATMs and, as, as a business So I, I have done celebrity branding, especially in the payment area, uh, for a number of years. So I created uh, debit and credit cards with the rock group Kiss, Donald Trump, Disney, Hello Kitty, um, and several other, uh, several other mainstream consumer uh, brands. I've also done technology licensing and mobile phone licensing with Christina Aguilera. So one of the, the questions that I was trying to answer was how do Bitcoin more mainstream? How do you bring it to, uh, uh, to a, a wider, wider audience? And um, having somewhat of a fight background and some ties to Las Vegas, um, I was looking for, at first I thought, okay, maybe mixed martial arts would be a vehicle to get this to a, uh, um, to a wider audience. We, I put an ATM in the TriStar Gym in Montreal, which is home to Rory McDonald and uh, George St. Pierre. I had sponsored uh, fighters with the, um, the company logo and the Bitcoin logo on them, again, an MMA. So I thought that that was a way to reach a young, technologically inclined uh, audience. But 
being somebody that says, what's the biggest way to reach the audience? Um, what's the biggest name that you could find that would cross over all generations and cultures and countries? Uh, and then I was looking at some of the, the customers of an ATM that we used to operate in New York City. And Mike Tyson was a, my market research was watching who was coming and using the ATM. And it seemed to me that Mike Tyson would be an interesting way and certainly a very visible way to expose Bitcoin to an even wider audience. And so through several contacts, we got the audience, made the pitch, and it was very, very well received. Huh. That's uh, so. Uh, is there any difference between the Mike Tyson Bitcoin ATMs and other Bitcoin ATMs you you provide, or is it strictly an attempt to draw someone's eye? Well, I mean, certainly it looks different, right? The Mike mm-hmm, Tyson ATM. Definitely. When you see the Mike Tyson ATM, uh, it's like, wow, what is this? We, if I had a two dollars for everyone that take, took pictures next to the Mike Tyson ATM, it, it would. What is this? And they stand there and take their picture next to it. One guy asked me literally, how do I play this? He thought it was like some kind of video <laughs> poker game. And then another, uh, another uh, 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 guy, and the gentleman literally said, why don't you just put a chair in front of this and people will play it. <laughs> so um, it, it had a different look and feel. Just uh-huh. the, the, the screens are all different. You know, the screens are customized, so they have mic branding and the mic tattoo and the logo and things like that on there. Um, and then over time, will certainly have things you can download or potentially buy uh, from the mic machine. Huh. It's really making a good user experience with uh, getting people on, on the machine and having fun right. with and in theory, Right. And in theory, in theory, you know, you'll be able, like all the other ATMs, to do remittances. In theory, you'll be able to download things to your phone uh, in addition to just, uh, uh, just, buy, just buying it, buying Bitcoin from it or selling Bitcoin to it as, as future models will have. Um, so that's, that's uh, um, and have, as somebody tried to place Bitcoin ATMs in a variety of places, uh, you get indifference, you get, why do I need Bitcoin? You need lots of questions by it. When you say, oh, I'm interested in placing the Mike Tyson Bitcoin ATM in your facility or your location or your casino, overwhelmingly, you, you're greeted with a much different response. Huh. <laughs> that's pretty interesting. I'm, I'm curious if other uh, businesses will try and take on in this model get different endorsements because because so i had been you know i operate a several other manufacturers of uh, atms i come from a you know branded credit card background and to get the masses to start looking at bitcoin a white machine that's with the with the tilted b on it what is this why do i need you know, what's the point? So unless you're already coming from a Bitcoin background, you're not going to really think about it. You're not going to go over to a plain white machine that's standing there with the Bitcoin logo flashing on it versus one that says Mike Tyson on it with a Mike uh, uh, standing there looking like he's getting into the ring. Yeah. You also don't have to not – you also – everybody knows who Mike Tyson is. Maybe they never saw him fight, but they saw him in The Hangover. They've seen him, seen him on TV. They've seen him all over. He's so, definitely I mean, nationally known. Yeah. You have any uh, interest in, in, in breaching the international markets? I know we've had inquiries from that. So it's really just a question of managing it locally, right? It's How right. do you manage the Mike Tyson machine in Singapore? How do you manage the Mike Tyson machine in in you know London? So these are questions that we're, we're sort of trying to answer. What's the best way to, uh, uh, to uh, um, address you know, the demand for a mic machine in a jurisdiction where we don't have uh, good local support yet? That's definitely understandable. Uh, so switching gears a little bit, uh, recently you've come under attack from a couple of folks. Can you explain some of this and um, how your company's kind of dealt with these accusations? It's definitely blown out of proportion, but this media definitely. Yeah, it's something that hurts you. Which which attack would that be? The one where it said the machine didn't work? I I'd call the fraud being the most the most I guess damaging uh, accusation to your company. And I was curious about that because I never talked to the reporter. He never asked me any any never emailed me. He never made any never had any questions about it. And so I, I really didn't, didn't didn't have an answer to it. It wasn't true. Had nothing to do with uh, 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 our Mike Tyson business, and uh, we really never had any uh, um, any warning or any inquiry. It was just somebody decided to write an article that we pretty much is fiction. 
That's it's, it's so easy for that to happen nowadays with the internet. I mean, how did you do with? If somebody had just called and said, um, "Could you explain the background of the Mike Tyson machine?" We would have been happy to, happy to answer any questions. Um, but somebody just decided that they either didn't like the Mike Tyson machine, or they thought it was stupid, or it was not going to happen. But you know, there it was. Three, you know, a couple months later, Mike's standing there smiling on Las Vegas Boulevard with the machine. <laughs> Uh, what about the other one? Was it not working? Is that something that's just a minor bug and needed to be fixed? No. It's really curious about that. It, the source of the article, again, was an anonymous Reddit posting. And the guy said, I put $20 in the machine and I didn't get my money and no one at the restaurant knew how to, knew how to use it. But the one at the D Hotel is working just fine. And we looked on the logs. There was no failed transaction. No one at the restaurant uh, uh, said anybody lost $20 in the machine. And um, we posted immediately on Reddit and on the other news sites saying, hey, if you lost the $20 in the machine, call us. We'll give you the BTC or we'll give you the $20. We, we have, I mean, somebody just said they lost $20 in the machine. And there was, if you ever see the back end of a Bitcoin ATM, it shows whether you have a failed or successful transaction. Captures the wallet address, goes out to the wallet to fulfill the request. And if the wallet isn't working or there's a Wi-Fi issue or a connectivity issue, um, you get a failed transaction. In this case, we don't know. I mean, it's like an anonymous, uh, uh, an anonymous uh, uh, person who said, I lost $20 in the machine, but yet has not contacted us to ask for their $20. That's kind of something that's nice about the Bitcoin being uh, the Bitcoin ATMs is that the transparency of the Bitcoin protocol allows you to look into these things and show how honest you're being. Yeah, and, and if it was if it was like a large number, somebody would have immediately said, "I lost two hundred dollars. I lost three hundred dollars in the, in the machine." And what was interesting was it wasn't. They said it was. It happened a week before the official Mike Tyson launch. Now the machine was installed. Was installed prior to. We tested it in different locations in the restaurant. We tested different uh, uh, look and feel around the machine. We tested different ways to uh, uh, have it access the internet. And I operate other Bitcoin ATMs. I have had failed transactions. You know, there's an 800 number that's on the machine. There's an there's an email address. The restaurant where it is hosted has even has my personal cell phone number that if there's a failed transaction, the manager on duty can call me and I will fix the transaction. So it was like, okay, you know, but somebody writes the article that said, again, no one said, hey, did you have a failed Mike, Mike uh, uh, transaction? And how did you respond to it? I never had, the, never had the opportunity to respond, and it was $20. Here you yeah. go. The restaurant yeah. would have given the guy $20. Absolutely. I mean, I hope that this, this, this podcast helps put public opinion further and further into the right direction. And stuff yeah, like no, that I, certainly and doesn't I'm grateful for it. We're not. I'm not hiding from. We're not hiding from from uh, from anything. And anybody else who's operated a Bitcoin ATM knows um, you will have a failed transaction. Mm-hmm. So I don't us, know any other operator that has never had a failed transaction. I think it goes without saying. If you're dealing with transactions, something's going to go wrong at some point, and how you deal with that is is what people care about. And the fact that you're willing to have full disclosure to take care of the problem is something people really like, at least me in general. Yeah, I mean, it's like probably the most visible AT, Bitcoin ATM in the world with all of that. <laughs> Absolutely. All the interest and all of that. So I'm going to tarnish their reputation over $20. Yeah, really. I mean, it doesn't, doesn't, make, uh, it doesn't make any sense. So uh, tell us a little bit about some of your other products. Um, so we primarily operated ATMs in various locations around the country. Um, our focus lately has been uh, in Las Vegas uh, and uh, uh, soon New Jersey. Uh, we have operated bid access machines. We operate uh, General Bytes machines and uh, now the Mike machine. Um, we have gotten a tremendous response from the Mike machine for our host, from other hosts. Uh, people interested in buying them, people interested in putting them in their restaurant, arena, sports bar, casino, uh, really has been uh, uh, unbelievable. So, uh, uh, so that's, the, uh, that's the plan, to build out and deploy a, a network of consumer-friendly Bitcoin uh, uh, ATMs. And we're back. I hope you enjoy that interview with Peter Klumka. Klumka, right? 
Do you? Yes, yes Klampka. I believe Klampka. that is Klampka. Klampka is a name of Russian descent, I believe. I'm not sure about that. Just pulled that out of my arse. You just made that up. I did. But very, very enlightening dude. And it's really kind of cool how he's trying to get Mike Tyson on the Bitcoin scene, which is something that you wouldn't think would happen. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, he, he's, he's done this before. This is his, this is his game. He, he, he talks about it. He's done a lot of celebrity endorsements, and he's found a lot of, uh, like, success in a lot of the things that he's done. And he says that people love the Mike Tyson Bitcoin ATMs, and despite all the other products he has, people are wanting Bit- Mike Tyson Bitcoin ATMs, and people show up, they use them, they, and he's trying to turn it into much more of a useful thing to do as opposed to just depositing money and getting money back with Bitcoin. You can do a lot of other stuff. So, Yeah. Do you? Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm, I'm into it. I support everything he's doing. Do they have a slogan? Like, using Mike Tyson uh, Bitcoin yeah, ATM. Yeah, I forget what it is, but it has to do with the speed in which you get your money is faster than the fastest Mike Tyson punch knockout. Is it Mike Tyson's fastest KO in the ring was like 30 seconds. You can you can get your money faster than that. Yeah, and they, he says it in a much better way that is appealing to people and, and catchy <laughs> and not a shitty explanation we just gave. Well, I hope it takes off, man. Mike Tyson needs a good, you know, boost. Well, even he, he talked about it. He said Mike Tyson's, you know, really intelligent. And he gets into it. He's He's business savvy. And he's, he's, I think, he wouldn't do a Bitcoin ATM if it was, if he didn't think it was smart. And it's the people he works with it. didn't say that it was smart. They're like, what are you talking about? Bitcoin ATM, Mike Tyson? No, you're not doing that. Like, yeah. You know, he's going to take care of it. When you think of a brawler, it's weird to think of a brawler that's smart. You know what I mean? Like, Look at George Foreman. I mean, they, people, people make a lot of money off yeah, their celebrity true. status. That's very true. Yeah, that Foreman grill will still be going strong long after the last cryptocurrency miners shut down. That thing will not stop. <laughs> that thing's unstoppable. You, I had I had a, like multiple Foremans. You could throw down on some hamburgers in the Foreman, man. You remember that thing? You remember that monstrous Foreman I had? Golly, those burg- it, burgers. It, it was bigger than a grill. Like it, it wouldn't even fit on a counter. It was so big. It had, thing- its own, it had its own stand. Marvelous <laughs> shit. You did marvelous shit with that George Foreman grill, man. So let's hope, let's hope Mike Tyson can do marvelous shit with the Bitcoin ATM. It looks cool. I'll tell you that much. It looks way cooler than the like the orange box that you see with the regular Bitcoin ATMs. We should it, go catches, for that. it catches your eye. We should get Evander Holyfield into Bitcoin and have him set up Bitcoin ATMs right next to Mike Tyson's. What if we what if we get uh, Mayweather ATMs and say it'll it'll beat you to the punch or something like that? <laughs> um, I'll get right on that. I'm gonna email He'll... Mayweather right now. <laughs> hey, you posted something on Facebook um, about Mastercard, like how they changed their tune. Like yeah, Bitcoin one... so fast you'll slap your wife. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's what Mayweather's ATM would say. Yep. <laughs> Ooh, he does hit women, though. We should probably <laughs> not say that. I think we could probably a dude like that would give us legal tra- problems. Legal? What's what's illegal? I don't know. Like that? I didn't beat anybody. Defamation of character. I'm suing you, Bitcoin podcast. Man, I'm a bitch. Anyway, um, Chella, what were you saying? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I don't know. Uh, uh, what was I talking about? <laughs> you were talking about the Facebook post that I made today. Oh, about MasterCard, man. Yep. And then I read that um, only 3% of bank CEOs have tech experience. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I did Makes see sense. that, but you, I didn't read it. Business people, like there's, there's companies are so huge that they have ideas and they, they look at it somebody and they say, you do that idea. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I don't care how you do it. Just do it. What's crazy about that means it? Ninety-four percent of bank directors lack competence in uh, technolo- technological innovation, like Bitcoin. That's why everyone refutes it. Yeah, man. When you've been on top that long, things start to get weird. When yeah. there's something that's threatening to take you off the top, 
But yeah, I mean, society is moving towards a cyber banking future. Yes. Right? And it's scary when you have, I don't know, 3% of CEOs of the world's biggest banks don't have technology experience. Like, I, read, I read an article about <clears throat> the automotive industry uh, that has a similar type of structure. And oh. you have these large, large, huge companies that and he, it, the, the, the analogy was made that they're essentially these really, really tall, established trees. And they dominate the, the, the canopy. They make up the canopy. So they're the one that gets all the sun. And they jockey around a little bit and elbow each other a little bit. But no real change is made with each of the trees. And they make it incredibly difficult for newcomers to come in. So innovation has a real problem because it can't get started because it can never get sun. Because these giant companies are taking up all the sun and not changing because they don't have to. And Bitcoin is one of those trees, but for some reason it seems like, like I mean, sorry, Bitcoin is like, there's a giant hole in the canopy now and Bitcoin is growing into that hole really quickly. And the trees at the top are having to make space for it. Mother Nature finds a way. Yeah. That's from Jurassic Park. <laughs> And that's what Bitcoin is is doing, man. Like, if the banks don't want to get with it, they're we're just gonna move around. Like, just we're gonna because if they don't want to keep up with things, then they're gonna get left behind, and that's just the way it goes. And it's gonna suck for them, but hopefully they come around and they realize, oh, well, this stuff's really awesome. Let's give them some sunlight. But. Those huge industries like that, like Corey's talking about, the that's a great analogy. The car industry is one of them. Airline industry is one of them, but they're not going anywhere, obviously. But they don't change. They don't move because yeah. they don't have to. I mean, the, the, all, exactly. everyone around them is doing the same thing, and so in order to get the sunlight they need, there's no real jockeying for position. They just need to stay with. They just need to stay where they're at. And in but the worst, in the process of doing that, they choke out everything else. Yeah. And in the worst industries, the worst trees are the ones that create laws, so they are the only ones that get sunlight. That happens a lot. It happens in the auto industry, which is why, like, public transportation is so hard to get anything done. Like, can you imagine if Texas had a freaking mag lift bullet train from, like, Houston to Dallas? What that would do for commerce? But no. Like the oil industries and the auto industries got this state on lock. On lock. So butthurt. Who, me? No, the oil industries. Oh, yeah, man. They're going to be real butthurt going into like 2050 when mm. all of a sudden people are driving Teslas everywhere. Everybody. I'm getting one. I don't care. I want one too, man. I like the idea of having an update make your car be able to be autonomous. That's crazy. Like nobody yeah. even yeah. nobody really even talked about it, but come on, man. He updated the software in your car and now it drives itself. Yeah. <laughs> Through the Wi Fi in your home when you park your car. When I update the software in my iPhone, it gives me headaches. Like stuff stops working. <laughs> but he updates the it software in your car. <laughs> And again, drive yourself. Does that car even like depreciate in value? I mean, like, what if it was only worth you know uh, sixty thousand dollars, and then like you got the update? Now the Kelly Blue Book is seventy thousand. Like, how does that work? When I you don't, can, I don't we don't know can. yet. That's the thing. We we just don't know until electric it's cars. It's a whole different bag. Yeah, it's not like it's it's essentially separate from the entire automotive industry. That's what um, you can't Elon, treat it with the rules of the of the, the industry yeah. now. Elon Musk actually said he said it when he was unveiling the new. I think it's called the Tesla X. I think, isn't it? With the Model the, X. The Model X. Yeah. And he said, "My goal for for Tesla has been the same since the beginning. <clears> is that something is bad, and I'm going to make something that's so good that it's undeniable, like Bitcoin." Yeah, like Bitcoin. It's yeah, so it's a, it's it's a very good parallel, I think. Yeah, it's it's so good, it's it's undeniable, and and it's so much. But that's the thing is, like, people don't know how shitty the current system is, and not a lot of people are gonna care to investigate. 
Yeah, but the people in the system were like, Bitcoin's garbage. And the same thing where they're like, whatever, your your little Tesla cars are garbage. They're nothing. You're not going to do anything. You're not going to make a car company. It's cute. And then it comes out, and they're like, ah, oh, shit. Uh, we have to. We have to. We have to. Yeah. Talk about this. <laughs> we have to start making those guys. They're can way we, better can, than. Can our we shit. incorporate some of that into our into our business? They're like, no, it's different. Well, let's figure out a way to do that. Let's make our own. It's like we're not going to make your own. It's, it's this. You have to use that. Yeah. Can you imagine how many times that conversation has happened throughout history in so many different industries? Like like in the bicycle industry, they were like, what the fuck is that thing? It's a giant box of metal? They're driving around. That's stupid. No, horses. They're like, we, we, we only need horses. Come on, guys. Yeah. A bike's as good as a kid. Or like even as small as like the local donut shop is like, you see that guy across the street putting chocolate on his donuts? How retarded is that? Nobody's ever going to want chocolate-covered donuts. I don't think anyone's ever said that. I'm just... It's definitely hypothetical. <laughs> definitely. Tesla, um... Cello, you getting a Tesla? Yeah, I'm going to wait for the Model S. Oof. Man. Ball. I'm going to wait till I have money. Should we make a rap video when you get your Tesla? Well, I mean, it's the it's not that expensive. It's only gonna be five thousand dollars more than my Camaro. Well, dude, we we, we can, can all afford that car. Yeah, that's the point of the of the Model S is that it's affordable. Yeah, so I I don't think it calls for popping bottles and and getting bitches. Or <laughs> or no, <laughs> we should still try to make a rap video or something. Yeah, I think it's still pretty pretty exciting. I'm I'm pumped. Yeah. Um, hey, whenever we get our our Teslas and you don't have one, D, we're gonna fart in wine glasses and sniff them. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can have your Teslas. <laughs> no, I really want one too. I'm actually gonna be jealous when you get one. When's that Metal yeah, S come out? Well, shit, we're doing the opposite of what we're supposed to do. Bitcoin. Oh, uh, we gotta wrap it up. That's what we're. No, we don't. Do we? Yeah. yeah. It's almost an hour. Um. Crap! I'm sad. <laughs> I wanted yeah. to keep going. It's fine. We have other we'll episodes next to week. continue. I know. If you enjoyed our conversation about kind of Bitcoin, you we can have, come back next we, week. All we did was say Bitcoin's awesome. Here's something else that's awesome. Bitcoin's awesome. <laughs> no, we made a parallel. We made a parallel of how Tesla comes up into the automotive industry and makes a big change, and people have to address it. It's the same way Bitcoin is coming up. In the financial industry, and now the big, the big guys are having to address it, trying to incorporate it. Probably going to fail, and it's going to change the world, much like I think Tesla will. Yup, yup. And uh, speaking of game changers, um, there's this little thing called the Case Wallet, and for two hundred dollars plus shipping, it's, I think it's like one of the most expensive security solutions available. And considerably more pricey than the Trezor. Was it Trezor? And the, and the Ledger. Trezor? And the Ledger, yeah. No, no, no. Not that much more pricey than the Trezor, I think. It's a lot more pricey than the the, the Ledger wallet's like under 100 bucks. So, uh, I mean, do you get what you pay for? Does it do things that Trezor can't? We find out next week. When, yes, it uh, does. And yes, it does. Okay. We can find out now, but still. <laughs> Melanie details Sh- next week. Yeah. The CEO swings by. Oh, and, yeah, she uh, did. We get to Dimitrik ruined it, but if you still want to listen, that's next Whatever. week. Whatever. <laughs> do you, Thanks, do you, D. Yeah, we talk about other things too. She's a she she's a brilliant brilliant mind. What did I ruin? I don't understand what I did. I was, I, I was asking questions. I was asking rhetoricals, and then you just said no and yes. D's that kid in class oh. answering <laughs> questions whenever the teacher asks shit. Yep. That's me. If you ask a question, I'm going to answer it. That's, that's how All I right. do. Oh, and the quiz is up. Yes. Dimitric. The quiz is Tell out there, that. guys. We, we put it on Reddit. It got eight uh, votes and fell today. One person has responded, so that's the one person that gets no Bitcoin because they also didn't donate. And I know it seems dicey like we're going to take the donations. We're not. The donations are going to this quiz. 
okay and we've got the address posted in the reddit post i'm probably going to continue to post things on reddit like hey guys don't forget about this quiz like it's an opportunity for you guys to win bitcoin for taking a really easy quiz about simple knowledge stuff simple bitcoin knowledge and a few things about us to show that you listen, listen. how long how, how long do they have to do it's, it um how long should we give them two weeks or three Start with three. All right. Yeah. Three weeks, it's going to be up there. Um, three weeks from when it dropped, which was yesterday. And, yeah, it's 20 questions long. You score the highest. You win the Bitcoin unless several people tie, in which case it will just kind of be a raffle. Okay. So. Win some bits. Win some bits. As far as that goes, that's all we're doing lately. Look out for new blogs. I wrote one. It's fun. Corey is crafting another masterpiece. I'm thinking about it. I got some <laughs> ideas. I've, I've brainstormed. And... Was that a piano? What? I heard a piano. Anyways, um... Yeah, at the BTC podcast on Twitter, <laughs> thebitcoinpodcast.com. And am I missing anything, Cello? Get Facebook. us on iTunes, get us um, on Stitcher, look at our Facebook. Facebook, man. Yeah. I'll tell your friends, subscribe. I've, we out there. Check a newsletter. Really been active on the Facebook lately. I'd like to communicate with you guys. I know you're <laughs> out there listening. So hit us up on Facebook, uh, the Bitcoin podcast. Uh, it's nice. You'll notice it. Okay. Well, play the outro. Bye, bye.